0: Hello, this is Joe Cohen, and today we'll be mapping APOE on the 15-Minute Matrix.
1: Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host, This is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons on how to use the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition. Today on the 15-Minute Matrix, I'll be speaking with Joe Cohen. At the age of 25, frustrated by the lack of good information and tools, Joe decided to embark on a journey of self-experimentation and self-learning to improve his health. With thousands of experiments and PubMed articles under his belt, Joe founded Self-Hacked, the resource that was missing when he needed it. Self-Hacked now gets millions of monthly readers, and Joe is a thriving entrepreneur, author, and speaker. He's the CEO of Self-Hacked, Self-Decode, and Lab Test Analyzer. His mission is to help people gain access to the most up-to-date, unbiased, and science-based ways to optimize their health. Welcome, Joe. I'm really thrilled to finally meet you and to have you here on the 15-Minute Matrix. Thank you
0: for having me, Andrea.
1: Apolipoe, or ApoE, it's a gene that we all know has been linked to Alzheimer's disease. What more can you tell us about it?
0: Well, the first thing that people are often surprised about, even geneticists, when we're talking about ApoE, they have no idea that this is something that you can even reduce the risk for when it comes to you know the risk that it increases Alzheimer's by. If you have a certain version of the gene, APOE4, your risk of Alzheimer's can be increased by 12 times. So that's very, very significant. People don't realize like, hey, you can actually reduce the risk by this gene, this is not a death sentence.
1: Absolutely. I mean, that's the world we live in as what I call allied functional medicine practitioners. We are in the realm of epigenetics. It sounds like that's what you're talking about and where you've delved into with your research.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: I like to divide the matrix in what I call the story on the left side, the soup on the inside, and the skill on the right side. So if we look at the functional and nutrition matrix, it's divided in those three areas. This is certainly part of a individual story, whether they have one or two of the genes and whether then it's expressed or not. So if we think about the gene being an antecedent, what are the things that might trigger the expression of the gene?
0: When it comes to the APOE4 gene, the way that this is different is it's called a haplotype. So actually there's two SNPs involved when it comes to this gene, and we know that the SNPs, the single nucleotide polymorphisms, these are the variants on the human genome that are most common, and these influence the production or the type of gene expression that will occur often, right? Or some kind of processing of the protein. So in this case, it's changing up the protein a bit. There's a few different kinds of proteins. There's the E2, there's the E3, and there's the E4. So those are the three types of proteins. And so if you have the E4 version, what that means is there's some amino acids change in that version, and it doesn't work as well In doing the functions that it's supposed to do.
1: What is that function? That function is related to how we metabolize fats. Is that right?
0: Yeah, essentially, it has a role in metabolism of fats and transporting a bunch of different things. So it it has a role in transporting nutrients, it has a role in absorbing cholesterol from the body. So for example, this ApoE protein, it helps bind to the LDL receptors, and that absorbs the cholesterol. So that's why people with this E4 variant, which is the bad variant, they have higher levels of cholesterol. And that could be one reason why there's a correlation. People with higher levels of cholesterol often are at higher risk for certain conditions. And this could be part of that contributing factor because if you have higher levels of cholesterol, you also might be higher risk for having this ApoE4 variant. So this E4 variant, one of the things it does is to reduce cholesterol. That is helpful in various ways. But it also has roles in protecting the brain. Hmm. And so that's where the connection with Alzheimer's disease comes in. And it really has connections with a whole bunch of things other than Alzheimer's disease, like cardiovascular health. When it comes to Alzheimer's disease there's a couple different causes of Alzheimer's disease, right? A lot of people want to say that it has to do with amyloid beta, but then there's been a whole bunch of recent failed drug trials with reducing amyloid beta, right? So that's obviously not the whole story. It might still be part of the story, but it's not enough that if you reduce amyloid beta, you're going to notice a very significant difference in Alzheimer's. Right. And so what ApoE does is, It reduces the amyloid beta. So it does take care of one of the main aspects of Alzheimer's. Another thing that it does is it helps the transport of DHA, which Mm -hmm. is found in fish, Mm -hmm. you know, the omega-3s that everyone loves to talk about. It helps to take that and bring it to the brain. So when it comes to DHA or EPA, these are fats. And, you know, the body can either burn them for fuel or it can transport them into the brain where, you know, it does all these great things. You know, DHA is is super helpful when it comes to any kind of brain issue. And so in order to get the DHA in the brain, it needs this ApoE. So that's another mechanism by which ApoE helps the brain.
1: I love this because it really takes what we've been learning from Dr. Dale Bredesen with the 36 holes approach and shows us that there's an underlying mechanism that's being impacted that we can address instead of just saying it is the determinant, there are then leads, clues, if we understand how the body works and how the physiology works to what it is we can do for interventions.
0: Exactly, I love that. Another way that it's protective is by helping against infections. Mm-hmm. So if you have a good APOE variant, the E two and E three, you're less likely to get infections, and if you have an infection, it's less likely to have a stronger impact on you. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of studies now coming out about Alzheimer's disease and dementia and infections. so you'll see studies about you could google. Alzheimer's and fungal infections and you'll see you know they found in autopsies in the brain that there were these infections these fungal infections in the brain but they're also finding viral bacterial there's really this explosion of research into Alzheimer's and infections and these infections actually increase amyloid beta and so amyloid beta is not the full story if the infections is actually what is increasing the amyloid beta.
1: So I'm just going to throw out some of the things that I know that the gene variant is related to, and maybe you can help us understand it. I mean, immediately when we're talking about cholesterol, I'm thinking about hormones. Doesn't the gene variant impact glucose metabolism? Some people refer to Alzheimer's
0: as type 3 diabetes. Right. Right. It definitely does have a role in glucose metabolism in the sense that when you have the bad variants, it can cause insulin resistance within the brain. Right. Right, And then glucose is not getting utilized within the brain. That's another kind of cause of Alzheimer's, which could be a bit separate from, let's say, the infectious cause and other kinds of causes. This is the type 3 diabetes metabolic cause of Alzheimer's. And the APOE4 variant will definitely make that worse.
1: Mm, Good connection to underscore. I haven't seen the
0: connection between the gene variant and hormone expression. But when it gets to hormones and cholesterol, cholesterol definitely does increase hormones. So cholesterol is the precursor to pregnenolone, as you know, and then pregnenolone is the precursor to these other hormones, like progesterone, DHEA, estradiol, testosterone, And all that stuff. So it gets a little tricky because a lot of the effects of ApoE are local. Mm. For example, ApoE doesn't cross the brain barrier. So even though 75% of ApoE is made in the liver, the effects on the brain are actually from within the brain because it doesn't cross that brain barrier. Interesting. Most of your hormones are made peripherally throughout your body, but there are some hormones that are also made within the brain potentially. Maybe pregnenolone would be that example. So I would want to separate it from when you get a blood test here are my hormone levels, here are my cholesterol levels. Even though it does have an effect on the cholesterol, it gets into a tricky topic because hormones can work throughout the body. They can Absolutely. Be working in the brain.
1: Yeah. And I think the newest evidence, and maybe it's not very consistent yet is showing that those who have the gene variant who try estrogen replacement, particularly bioidentical hormone therapy or any hormone therapy that's increasing estrogen levels are having more issues related to brain aging and dementia, but that research seems inconclusive and potentially newer. So interesting to think about that connection and the blood-brain barrier. Let's go ahead and move into the epigenetic realm? And what do we do if we have these genes? If genes aren't a determinant, what is it we can do to alter their expression?
0: It turns out that a lot of the things that you think are healthy anyway, favorably improve the expression of the gene so that, you know, it doesn't have the negative effects. Mm -hmm. So number one is you want to get rid of, let's say, low-grade inflammation because If you have low grade inflammation, one of the issues with the ApoE4 variant is that it doesn't allow you to fix the inflammation as well. It doesn't bring down the inflammation as well. So, in self hacked, we characterize the immune system at, you know, there's a few different varieties there's TH1, TH2, TH17. So the ApoE actually brings down Th1, which calms the immune system down. So it brings down inflammation. Mm -hmm. And so if you have this bad variant, it's not going to bring down the inflammation as well. And so you want to make sure that any causes of low-grade inflammation you take care of. And even something like brushing or flossing, for example, could be a cause of low-grade inflammation if bacteria is stuck within your gums and then your body has to try to fight that. Another thing is, this is taking care of one of the side effects, is making sure that your cholesterol levels are within you a know, reasonable range. Mm-hmm. If your cholesterol levels get too high, it can be a problem in different ways. It can affect glucose metabolism peripherally and also potentially in the brain. But things that can help you, generally plants, especially vegetables, right. allow you to bring down your cholesterol levels in a natural and healthy way. Number three would be... Uh, making sure that you're insulin sensitive. Mm. So this is kind of a big problem within the modern industrialized world. I got my liver checked to see the size of my liver to see how fatty it was. And that's actually one of the measures of how insulin sensitive you'll be because the amount of fat in your liver will cause insulin resistance. And so when I went, the guy said that 70% of the people he checked had fatty
1: liver. Mm -hmm. Makes sense.
0: my liver turned out to be the perfect size, which is 14 centimeters. That means it didn't have a lot of fat in there. In any case, when it comes to these kinds of things like exercise, everything that you pretty much think is healthy is going to balance your blood sugar levels, make you more insulin sensitive, and then reduce the risk that this ApoE4 variant is going to cause insulin resistance within the brain and cause this Alzheimer's type Pathology.
1: As a final question for you, Joe, what would you say to clinicians who are working with clients or patients who are essentially freaked out if they find out that they have this gene?
0: I would say that they should tell their clients that this is a fixable problem. There's something called the Nigerian paradox when it comes to these things, where people living in Nigeria, if they have this ApoE4 variant, They don't have a lot of the issues associated with that. Mm -hmm. And the reason is because these people might be living a healthier lifestyle. So I think if people are sleeping well, they're making sure they have enough DHA, they're taking polyphenols in their diet like olive oil and green tea – and they're managing their stress levels, and they're just living a healthy lifestyle, I'd say that they should tell their patients, this is not something you seriously have to worry about. When studies are saying like 12 times increased risk of Alzheimer's, that's if you're eating McDonald's, right? right? Who are they testing this stuff on?
1: Exactly. But
0: when they actually study like what affects these kinds of interventions can have, they find massive decreases in the risk. Your risk for this APOE4 variant when it comes to Alzheimer's, cardiovascular disease, and other things goes down dramatically.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Joe. I really appreciate all the insight that you gave us into this SNP. Thank you so much for having me. The 15 Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. The 15 Minute Matrix team includes music by my son Gilbert Nakayama and Carla Schaefer on sound production, as well as Renee Hunt, Natalie Merrill, and Christine Shook. You can visit us and hear more episodes at 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified each time there's a new podcast episode, please go to 15 com forward slash notify. We'll be sure to drop into your inbox with a really short reminder that a new episode is ready for you. You also have an open invitation to email us. We want to know who you'd like to hear on the podcast and what you'd like to see mapped on the 15-Minute Matrix. You can always email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com.